about you with Astra, Season 8, Episode 47. We're here Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you're wondering what happened to Episode 46, that's a special episode. It's going to be for you on Thursday, Thanksgiving. So if you have time, tune in and enjoy and relax and be uplifted by that program. Today we're actually, which is Monday, which seems to come awful fast. I don't know which ones come faster, Mondays or Fridays. But today's topic is Medicare and you. What plans fit and which ones don't? Washington, I'm spacing out here, trying to, trying to wake up, didn't have enough coffee today. Oh, well, can't stop when it comes and when it goes, right? So what I want to talk to you about today is because Currently, it's open enrollment for Medicare, and oftentimes, right now, there's so many plans out there. You, you try to go through them, figure out which one's the best one for you, and to me personally, I haven't found it to be that easy. One of the other things I've actually noticed, though, is how the actual resources and what's available to people are, has changed over the years. Before, there was so much more availability and things that could be used versus what's out there today, even though there are more opportunities with all the medical advantages or plans that are out there. But before I get to that, of course, you know, I want to talk about things in the news or things that are being talked about right now. And the first thing I want to first of all mention is the 219 Car Accident Weekly Planner will be coming out in December. So make sure that you have that. If you have the book, Car Accident by Esther, that's great. Make sure that you keep it in your car, especially if you're traveling for the holidays this week uh, or even in December or whenever. In fact, I would just keep it in my car because in the back of the book, there's a checklist in case you get in a collision that you can use. It's so important when you're really rattled to be able to think about what you need to do. So that's really important to do. So in other words, what I'm saying is car accident during the holidays means be accident ready. That's so important. The next thing I want to slide into, well, actually I have a favor to ask of you. The Seattle Times, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was a real article. I'm going to keep looking. Or maybe sometimes hackers like to put fake ones up for me to take a look at. So I'm, I try to be very careful which articles I use. But it was one talking about the Seattle Police Department, how they unwitting, well, the lady they called her unwittingly, was helping them to solve an issue when they were actually trying to spy on her for Social Security. And I thought this was one of the best articles I had seen because it had a lot of information about what insured harassers do. Uh, so if you see that article, please send it to me or put the link on hashtag Estra's Radio Show on Twitter. I would really appreciate it. I'll go back out and see if I can find where it is. I did save it, but all of a sudden it disappeared. But I'm used to things kind of disappearing without reason. All right, I want to move on from there. What I want to talk about is the forest industry's budget. You know, we have all those fires in uh, California and one of the things I have to really say, Trump may not be uh, using the right words, but he does have a point when he's talking about we used to do a lot of clearing of our forest industry. I know because I was one who did some of it. And then, and then a question they don't want to answer about this is where has all the money gone? 
Nobody's talking about the budget for the forest industry and the cleanup. And I think that's important. Is it traumatic and awful that California's been in a drought? Yes, and fires do happen in droughts. We've known, we've seen it in other states where that happened. But the key, and I'm questioning, is really where is all our government funding going? Is it going to the places we're just assuming it's always gone? Or is it going someplace else, like someplace easier for Wall Street to access? Um, that That is really a question I would like to get answered and see if I can do some more research on. Because, yes, it looks like a lot of people will have lost their lives in California. It is a major tragedy. And I hope that we'll consider doing other finding things that we can do to better protect ourselves, even in a drought. To me, that makes a, a, a big difference. Because situations happen, accidents happen. We need to understand what we can do to protect ourselves when in a serious drought. This is probably not going to go away. If you believe in climate control or climate change, then we do need to be able to try to do some climate control, something to to prepare us for what might be happening in the future. And also, I forgot to mention to say thank you for being here today because I appreciate your time, and I look forward to sharing information, ideas, and comments because it does make us all better people. I also want to mention again about insured civil rights legislation. If you get a chance, just go out and do a search on insured civil rights legislation because without it, I was really distraught when they had, I was watching the news and they had someone come up and they were saying that they had insurance for the fires, yet they were not getting the money in time to help them and and the uh, insurance companies were moving slow. And I assure you that that is a common tactic, unfortunately, far too many of them use. And when people are desperate and in need, most people don't even have one month's uh, income saved. So you know that if they're in trouble and they're in a fire, and a lot of them may not even have had insurance, and that's why we're probably seeing a lot of tents, I call them tent cities, pop up because resources are hard to have, especially when they're paying you low wages. So, by the way, if you can do anything to help them, please do. And, and and that really makes a difference when people know, even if you can't do anything, that you really care about this situation. So I personally would like insured, take a look at insured civil rights legislation. Go out there and do a search. See what that's about. And then go to Esther's Car Accident, estherscarwreckhealth.com, and subscribe. I really need you to stand with me in supporting insurance civil rights legislation because regardless of which industry in the insurance industry, and that includes Social Security, uh, by the way, if we can't get things set straight or the same for all 50 states, we're going to be really in trouble. And it's also time for Social Security not to be under the thumb of if it's a Republican or Democratic uh, government that's in place. There's far too many changes, and uh, McConnell is just treacherous in my opinion, as far as dealing with people who have few resources. He loves to give everything to Wall Street, as you can see, what he's done. I sincerely hope Kentuckians do not let him get away with the things that they, they force, he's forced them to live without. I hope that Medicare for All will come to Kentucky. Those, uh, those minors really need a lot of support, and they deserve to get it. And it shouldn't matter who's in office. I think we all should be treated equally and with the same protections. 
And when Social Security is actually in the arms of or in the hands of, like, the Republicans right now, what are they interested in? Security surveillance in all 50 states and putting up new departments to go out and hound and bully people. That's why I want to find that article that was in Seattle, if it's a real article. Like I say, sometimes they put fake ones out there to see if they can get you to post those. But I really want to actually talk about and show what this woman had gone through. I thought it was phenomenal when I read the article. So next time I'll make sure that I get a copy of it before it slips away. So anyway, I just wanted to say that when you're out there this month till December 7th, I believe that's the last day to sign up for your plans, to make sure you just take a really close look at, at what you're actually seeing. Because some of the plans, they're not all created equal. You know, my question is why would Social Security actually, or Medicare, depending on, I mean, they're both the same part. Why would Medicare, and I don't think it was Medicare's uh, reason to go out and have all these private companies all of a sudden start insuring you? I think that if Medicare had stayed the way in which it was before, all of these companies, these private insurance companies wouldn't be out there making money off of people who have so little. So if you think about it, let's see, most of those plans out there, they always say you can get it for zero, you know, no no payments at the month for zero. Well, go out there and take a look and see about those plans. They don't offer as much. The cost is also much higher. You're dealing with a population that's got injuries and sickness. I mean, there's just a, a major a number of things that could be going on in their life. Most people have to purchase prescriptions. To me, of uh, insulin is just crazy. It's like, all the different things out there that people desperately desperately need to live are going up so high that it's almost like they're trying to kill people, right? Are they trying to kill people? Right. And then why would we just sit there and let them? That that would be my question. I mean, we know that those prices are outlandish, and we know that most of the time, if they're getting paid by Social Security uh, or Medicare, we know that a lot of that money shouldn't even necessarily be going to them. There's so much more we could do as a society. Even though we're not well, we don't feel good, we're going to have to stand up because if we don't, personally I see this medical uh, advantage as a way of, of actually moving us away and, and letting Wall Street have the money that they've always wanted, right? Because the Republicans have been trying for decades to actually make Social Security a part of Wall Street, and people get very upset when that comes up, and for good reason. We remember how the recession came in when uh, President Bush was trying to move security over to uh, to Wall Street. You'll have to forgive me today. My brain is moving a little slow. My pain level is a little high today. But that's okay because what do I say? I say you have to go on. So if you find a few more, like, spaces, just forgive me. It's my, I'm trying to kick my brain into uh, moving, but it's it's not doing so well today. Um, so I wanted to say I've noticed the difference in Medicare over the years. There's less for patients and more for the insurance company. Many of the benefits have been lost, and I don't understand why, And considering how much more money uh, patients are putting out. Before, we didn't have to pay out. Now we have to pay out, and we're getting even less. You know, and using these private insurance companies, is it really a plus or a minus for us? How is it working out for you? 
send me a message at hashtag Esther's Radio Show. I want to know, is it, have you gotten more or have you gotten less? It makes a difference. And has the policies uh, that Congress has done for been for you or have they been for the insurance companies? Personally, I think it's for the insurance company because if it wasn't, more of us would be getting better. You can't get better when the benefits or the things that you need have been cut off. And why have they been cut off? I don't know. Because they're certainly making more money hand over foot, right? I mean, just take a minute to talk about the uh, prescription drugs. But all right, I'm going to back up and I'm going to go through these one by one because I want to make sure that I get in talking about some of the things I want you to think about, particularly uh, tomorrow's show on Medicare and you. The first thing I want to make sure of is most of most people have had their primary care doctors for decades. So be sure if you're getting into a plan that your doctor is in that plan. But not just your, your primary physician, but also the specialist that you see. So you're really going to have to go down and take a look. I know, I know, I know. You're tired. You don't feel good. You don't want to deal with all this garbage. That's half of the plan from my perspective. When they know you don't feel good, you're sick. Well, trust me, I was so exhausted. Uh, I just said to one of the people I saw, I said, hey, you know what? You help me get these groceries in my car and I'll take up right now. Right, But I went back and I looked at some of the prescriptions that I need are not on that plan, so I'll have to change it. So that's why I'm saying make sure that your doctor and all your specialists are in the plan. And also look how much you have to pay uh, to go to them. What's that copay? It makes a difference, right? Some of these policies also have riders. You know, a rider is where you can pay extra to get more benefits. And I only actually saw one, which was with the dentist, uh, and are you going to have to pay for it? So when I looked, I thought, oh, some of them say complete. And that's another thing. What is it saying? Is it medical advantage complete? That, what does that mean compared to medical advantage? So you have to kind of really look at the choice of words that are being used, okay, because it, it can really kind of uh, throw you off. But the policy writer for the dentist, if you took a look, uh, and it said complete. I don't think it's, I don't know if I would call it complete, but what it says then is that you can go to the dentist and typically they'll just give you your cleaning for free. Is that a step forward? Yes, it is. But I personally remember when everything was included in Medicare and you could go to the dentist and you could get your, your teeth done or you could go to the eye doctor and get your eyes checked. Why is it being distributed out today? Like I said, from my personal perspective, this is like a McConnell deal of I can't get it all into Wall Street right now, so I'm going to ease it in in a way that I see fit, right? And that's why I disagree with Bernie Sanders. I always go back to that. Medicare for all. And when it's Medicare for all, that's Medicare for all complete. <laughs> complete with everything that there should be to take care of your overall health. Otherwise, it's just, you know, misses and hits on how, how well you're going to do. And that, to me, is seriously a problem. Also make sure that the hospitals that you want to, because, you know, I've learned in this last year or so, all hospitals are not treated equal. Uh, these insured harassers, mainly a lot of it's Social Security or Medicare, um, they're at these hospitals already, maybe because most of us are getting sick and we're having to go there, maybe because we're not getting the treatment that we really need to get, Right. 
Maybe there's things going on that they're causing too much stress in your life that are making you overwhelmed. It makes you go to the hospital. That's costing a lot of money. But who's making that money and who's controlling it? And who decides really how much they get? And who decides whether they even admit you? Shouldn't it be a doctor's decision whether you get admitted? When most of the time it's probably your insurance company? Yeah, to me that's some major issues there. Things that uh, I also looked at was the prescription drug, co-pays, the mail-in, 90-day supply. Uh, there's a lot of difference in, in those amounts. And if you're paying for something expensive, then you really need to pay attention as to how you can bring down that cost. And I don't understand how they think people who are making $1,200 a month can afford to do all these extras to survive. So are you planning for not letting people to live indoors, expecting them not to eat, not being able to just put gas in their car if they have a car to go to the doctor? You know, these are things that we really need to really evaluate. And also, there's supposed to be like a treated fairly or unfairly. Uh, there's a state, I guess, a, I guess a civil rights coordinator that you can contact, but how would you know? Most people don't even know what their rights are, and how would you know? You know when you're mistreated when you go to a place, and you know that it's not fair. You can ask them, why are you doing this? Why is this this way? Most people will come up with an excuse. They will, but you know in your heart it's wrong. You know that you're not being treated right. You know that you're not getting the care you're supposed to get. You know how when they perhaps put you in there with people who might be working for the hospital, but they also might be working for maybe Social Security, Disability, or some other uh, investigative company that's watching you. Yes, not only them, maybe it's uh, auto insurance. Could be someone like DICO, somebody like USAA. Many of them out there could be the ones behind what you're going through. And the sad thing to me about it all is that most people don't have, poor people can't afford to do a whole lot with it by yourself carwreckhealth.com because together we can change this. Together we can have insurance civil rights legislation put on the ballot in every 50 states. And you won't have to be out there in the middle of a fire wondering if your insurance company is going to give you the money you need. Or the next time there's a flood where you're going to go. If you have the coverage and you've been paying most people for decades, you should get the benefits and the settlements In a timely way. Should you have to wait 10 years to get it? Absolutely not. This should be a decent, fair turnaround. And we should not let lobbyists in Congress change the way in which life goes for us. Really makes a difference. Another thing I want to point out about the Medicare and you, though, is that Medicare has a, a rating, a star rating, of each of these Medicare plans or how... Um, we as uh, policyholders have rated them and how they've treated us. And that's a very good thing, I think, to do for them to be rated. I've never been asked for a rating. I don't know if you have, so I don't know who's rating them. Uh, are they the people who've actually been in those policies or is it somebody else? So if you've been asked to rate these places, do a hashtag Estrus Radio Show and say, I voted on my uh, prescription plan so that we know. And that's another thing when we're talking prescription plans. Make sure all of your prescriptions are on them. 
because you could might have all of them, but you might be missing a very important one. You can't you can't uh, really do without. Another thing I, I wanted to say is that when you see Part D and it says your prescription might cost up to two hundred and fifty dollars for a drug, if you're getting twelve hundred, that leaves nine hundred, right? So how are you going to afford a two hundred and fifty dollars uh, drug cost? Not going to be easy. Most people are not going to be able to do it. So what happens? A lot of people just do without, and that's not a medical care uh, policy or program. To me, that's just making sure that you don't have what you need because of how situations are set up. So, and you know how I feel. So glad. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip around a little bit today. Bear with me. I have to still go and talk about this uh, donut hole. I actually went out to the Medicare book so that I could get some information for you and see what they had to say about this, and I'll try not to. Because to me, this Medicare gap is for the birds. Let me tell you one thing. Be sure in January to start getting your prescriptions and make sure that by mid-year that you've got uh, enough of whatever they say you have to spend to bypass this donut hole. Because I would like to see how many people, because they don't make it with that amount of money through that donut hole within six months, end up paying astronomical amounts for the things that they need in a prescription plan, and then they can't afford it. So my question is, game, is this a game to be played, the donut hole? Let's just drop all these Medicare recipients down in this hole, and they can't get out, and they can't get their, their medicines. But I bet you the insurance companies still get their money every month. Right, they get paid for you for taking you on. That's why you see all this competition for you to come to be in their plan. Why do you see that? Because they're getting money for you, right? So if they get a lot of money for you, but they ain't have to give you up nothing, that's just how they like it, right? So they're not they're not really giving out anything. They're just dropping you in that big old donut hole. I call it the dark hole, right? And far too many of us are landing in it. All right, let me tell you what they're talking about for the gap, the coverage gap. Now, this comes exactly from the Medicare book for 219, and it's section page 77. It talks about Part D. It says, quote, most Medicare drug plans have a coverage gap. Uh, that's deep black hole I'm talking about. They said also called donut hole. The coverage gap begins after you and your drug plan together have spent a certain amount for covered drugs. Now, first of all, when I was fighting about the donut hole last last year, they didn't say it was the amount that I spent and they spent. They were just saying I hadn't spent enough. So what does that mean? They don't have to spend enough or that was covered and I don't understand? I don't know. But we need to ask that question when we're dealing with them, when they start talking that in the middle of the year next year about that coverage gap, we need to ask them, how much have I spent and how much have you spent? Although this, they typically do send that to you uh, on a regular basis, uh, a monthly basis. Let me go on. In 2019, once you enter the coverage gap, that big old donut hole, right, you pay 25% of the plan's cost for covered brand-name drugs, Right. So you pay 25%. If that's only 25%, how can it actually get up to you having to pay three, four hundred, five hundred $500, $600 in some cases for a drug? That's, that gets my dope. 
and 37% of the plan's costs were covered generic drugs. Okay, so generic drugs might might be cheaper, but if they're still 500 versus 700, what does that do for you? Okay, let me go back here. It says, in 219, once you enter the coverage gap, you pay 25% of the plan's costs for a covered brand name drug and 37% of the plan's costs for covered generic drugs until you reach the end of the coverage gap. Most people, if you drop down into a dark hole, big old donut hole, what do you mean how are you going to come out? Who's going to lift you up? They ain't lifting you up. The plan ain't going to lift you up. You're going to be down there until January of the next year. And how are you going to survive, especially when you're not getting the critical medications that you need? This is a problem. We need to get rid of this donut hole crap, this coverage, whatever you want to call it. You're chilling and you're hurting people who can't afford it. You ought to be ashamed of yourself, and you know it. Let me go on, boy. Right. It says these costs sometimes called true out of pocket, true out of pocket. Then they break. All count, all count towards you getting out of the coverage gap. Right. That's a joke. It says your yearly deductible coinsurance and copayments, the discount you get on covered brand name drugs in the co- coverage gap. Okay. It says the drug plan premium and what you pay for drugs that aren't covered don't count. Wait a minute. My God. So you're sitting there paying for stuff, and that's not going to count? Let me just say that again before I lose my mind here. It says the drug plan premium and what you pay for drugs that aren't covered don't count towards getting you out of the coverage gap. Who came up with this plan? Who came up with this plan? This was not someone who was interested in your well-being because if they were, they would never create it. There you have it for yourself, and you have it on page 77, section 6 of the Medicare book for 219. Uh, that, just, that just gets me going. The, only, the other thing I noticed that is different from how it used to be was before you had more, many more PPOs, preferred provider organizations, versus, versus the HMO, health maintenance organization. So not only are they wanting for you to pay more, they want you to go to who they want you to go to. I was truly surprised how few companies now, I think Aetna is one of the only ones that I found. If you found another one that does PPOs other than Aetna, let me know, that she made it so that you could at least go to the people you've chosen to go through, go to versus who they want you to go to. Why is that? With all of these companies out there making all this money, buying for your business, uh, Social Security or Medicare actually allowing them to go and take all this stuff away, what's really going on with this? We really need a change in our insurance industry and how in our health care uh, to some degree when they're trying to take over Medicare in this way. Something, there's something wrong, and it starts with a Republican Congress, in my opinion. Not because the Republican, by the way. People are people no matter what side of the aisle they sit in. But what makes a difference is how they treat you. Do they treat you with dignity and respect, give you what they're supposed to give you, or do they just make sure they slide all that wealth over to Wall Street who's not even asking them for it, right? I guess they just wanted to have it on, on the low in case uh, something bad happens and they need a backup because they obviously weren't interested in it previously. 
Whereas all of a sudden now all you can see is everyone's concerned. I bet you don't even get through a day uh, today right now without getting uh, caught up in an ad or somebody asking you questions. Another thing is I want to make sure that you know that the people who are coming up asking you to join these, are they being sincere? If they're not, please use hashtag Estrus Radio Show and tell us what's happened to you because I don't think it's fair that you you have to go through some of these things by yourself. So it really, to me, makes a difference. So I personally believe we should get back to the old way in which Medicare was run, where everything was included, people were respected. Uh, the goal was to get people well and off of Social Security. You can't get well if they're only giving you half of what you need. You have a life. You want to go do other things. You don't want to be dealing with this nonsense and these people, especially when they're disrespecting you. If they're not getting you this way, they're harassing you and bullying you, trying to get you to give up. Well, I, I challenge you not to give up or give out. I challenge you to go and stand up with me with insured civil rights legislation to change this. They're saying, oh, we don't have enough money. Have you ever seen an insurance company not come out and be ahead who've been injured or hurt? I've been in a bad, bad place for a long time because they're cutting back on benefits that people desperately need. All right, let's see here. Is there anything else I want to add for today? You know, I want you to tell me exactly what you think about today's show. Your experience, especially dealing with Medicare or Social Security, uh, disability, or any of them, auto insurance, your employer, ERISA, uh, let's not even talk about some of the other things. If none of these work for you, though, make sure that you actually go out and look at the Affordable Care Act because it might be a, a more viable option. Of course, they don't want you to do that, but it is an option versus having to pay out much more. So compare what you'd have to pay there compared to what you'd have to pay here because, unfortunately, the cost of Medicare is going up even higher. All right, but I can't leave you uh, on a bad note. I want to leave you on a good note. This is Thanksgiving week, and I'm always talking about being thankful. So I still say go out there, say what you're thankful for about having Medicare. I mean, it's not all bad. And all, all the people that are in there aren't all bad, right? There's some people who really want to help us out there. Unfortunately, uh, there's just far more right now in a position to hurt. Let's hope that the new House that's coming up in the, in the Congress will look at some of these plans and say, there's no way I'm going to vote or allow this to happen to the people in my state. I hope some of the new people will go out and take a look at insured civil rights legislation and say, now this looks like something we can use. Thank you so much for being with me today. I appreciate it. Make sure that you go out today, at least just get a breath of fresh air to make your day a little bit better. And I'll see you back tomorrow here at what time? 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with more on Medicare use.